Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we chat about our church. We talk about the latest sermon. We read some scripture. And as always, we spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. All right. Thank you all again for being with us here today. We've got a great show ahead of us. But first, Josiah, I have a burning question for you. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not hard. Maybe okay. not even embarrassing, but. Um. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm a little bit nervous here, Dave. <laughs> That's we'll right. see. That's fine. It's really simple. Actually, I know you're a big basketball fan, and there's been a lot of chatter about the NBA season the last few days. What do you think? Do you think there's going to be a finish to the NBA season this year? <laughs> uh, phew. I thought you were going to ask me something personal here. <laughs> no, I don't think our listeners care to know anything too personal. All so. right. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, w- well, with all that's going on, it's hard to keep up with basketball news, uh, but it seems to me that uh, there will be some type of end uh, with playoffs. I think uh, they're looking at having games at Disney or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see, but I know everyone involved wants to see uh, some games. Yeah, I think they're, they're looking at um, hosting some, some of the games with some of the top teams at uh, the wide world of sports there in Orlando. But uh, I know people are just hurting to watch sports. Um, I even heard someone joke the other day that it's been so bad going without sports on TV that people would even watch soccer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a, but that kind of hurts because I'm a, I'm a big soccer fan. That was, I, that was my sport. Yeah, I mean, so. that's horrible. That's <laughs> yeah, awful. Yeah, thank that's you. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, not offended. Don't worry. I'm used to it. <laughs> so do you, do you have a favorite NBA team? I, I know you got on the, the Colts train pretty quickly oh, yeah. when you arrived here in Indy, but uh, I know you spent a lot of time in Dallas and, of course, Charlotte as well. So... Are you Mavs fan or Pacers? Or uh, that's a great question. Well, growing up in Montana, we didn't have an right. NBA team. Uh, so as a youngster, I was a huge Chicago Bulls right. fan. So some of you yeah. may know there's yeah. been a big series on Jordan. I haven't mm-hmm. got to see it yet, but I've read a little bit about it. Right. Want to check the that last out? Dance. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, living in Dallas for ten years, I got to go to a couple of Dallas Mavs games, oh, cool. which were were a ton of fun, um, and so I do. Keep, I have caught up, kept up some with the Mavs, um, and uh, there's another team that people have loved to hate: the Golden State Warriors. That I've enjoyed. <laughs> well, Steph Curry's a Christian, yes. so how could exactly. you hate? I mean, they're supposed to win exactly. Right? No, <laughs> um, so I, I've yeah. enjoyed watching them. Some and and and, and of course yes. the Pacers. Pacers. Uh, well, your kids are probably into the Pacers. Yeah. Right? Well, we got to go to one of their games, cool. and uh, it's fun to watch Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he'd been injured, so right. I don't know exactly what the status is there. But mm-hmm. uh, he's fun to watch. So yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I I like the the Mavericks uh, more because I just like Mark Cuban. I think he's an interesting character. So, but character is right. <laughs> character, <yeah. laughs> Yeah, uh, that's good. So let's chat about our uh, our uh, on-site service on Sunday. How cool was that to finally uh, be back with some more of God's people in His house? Um, it's great to be in person again, and um, but we're also so grateful that most people were, were still able to worship online with us. That was huge. So it was fun to 
it was fun to uh, see the count of how many devices were watching online, but then it was also good to see the seats in the sanctuary fill out quite a bit. Definitely. Um, we are grateful for each person who came. Uh, I mentioned to one, hey, it's great to see faces I look out, yeah. and he had mentioned to me, well, at least eyeballs. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, most people being have masks up, yeah, on. But being up front, it is a little bit odd to look out and just see eyeballs. And you, everyone <laughs> looks like they're scowling, you know, which is fine, because you, you should be used to that as a yes. being up, an upfront person. But the scowls are kind of like, you, you can't see <laughs> smiles. or uh, Anyway, it's, I think it's an interesting dynamic. I'm, I'm choosing to interpret it yes. as the brain really processing. That's good. You, you keep uh, going God's with word. That. Yes, yes. <laughs> Makes loving you feel God's better. word processing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yes, and and as you mentioned, we're grateful for that uh, those who uh, don't feel comfortable yet coming mm-hmm. or because of health risks, whatever, can continue to worship with us online. This is incredible blessing uh, from from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that encourages me about this is seeing how people are peacefully handling uh, disagreements regarding uh, the virus, right? Uh, which I think is it, you know. The, the potential for disagreements mm-hmm. and, and people in reading into those maybe more than we should, uh, it could be uh, as harmful as the virus itself in some ways. And so grateful that God has been protecting us yeah, from that. I totally agree. So many pitfalls for God's people uh, to step in, and yet um, by His grace we've been able to avoid a lot of them. So grateful for that. Praise God. His, by His grace, we'll continue to grow in this and avoid mm-hmm. potential heartache and fallout that could come from divisive issues. Right on. All right. So let's um, let's talk about the Sunday sermon. Uh, this has been a great sermon series. No other name. I uh, really enjoyed the sermon series. We were in Romans 10 this Sunday. Yes. Uh, so give us a brief summary from the sermon. And I say brief because the sermon itself was was long. So <laughs> just give us a brief, brief uh, summary, if you would. Yes. So this was, in many ways, uh, the, meant to be the climactic message of the series, um, showing uh, ultimately here how we must come to the end of ourselves before we can f- find what we've been striving for all along. And what we've been striving for is to have a, a righteousness by which we can stand and be acceptable before God. So what Paul does is he... Uh, he he to help bring us to the end of ourselves. There are these three discoveries. I said we need to make the first is the impossible ascent, mm-hmm. where Paul shows us the righteousness of God. It's like this mountain uh, mm-hmm. that reaches uh, uh, to the heavens, a uh, higher than Mount Everest I- itself. Mm-hmm. And as we stand before his mount, this mountain of righteousness, we discover that uh, we can't we can't climb it Mm -hmm. in fact we can't even make the first step when we see god's standard uh, that it requires inward and outward righteousness and so that brings us to helplessness and then it prepares us for the amazing truth that god has descended the mountain in the person of jesus and he's done for us everything that Mm -hmm. is needed so that we can stand in God's presence and be accepted by Him. It's the glory of the gospel. Mm-hmm. We don't climb up to God. He has descended yeah. to us. Yeah, and if it weren't so necessary, it would be uh, impossible. But it's so necessary that it's possible because yes. we serve a, an all-powerful God, which is so cool. Well, let me ask this. Why do you think 
Why do you think it's so hard for us as humans to accept someone else's perfection on our own behalf or this alien righteousness, the term that we hear in the theological circles and the, in the academy and things like that? What, why do you think it's so hard for humans to just accept someone else's perfection on our own behalf? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, th- I think um, could answer that in a number of different ways, and I just think of a, a kind of a cultural reason, mm-hmm. but as well as a, a theological reason that goes deeper. So the cultural, there's a sense in which, as Americans, we especially, I think, struggle mm-hmm. because... Uh, part of our story is we we've uh, claimed our independence. We we have there's a kind of a can do. Uh, we can do it ourselves. We don't need anybody. Kind of uh, spirit that flows out of our our history. And there can be many positive things connected uh, mm-hmm. uh, with that. But often what. Ha- goes with that is what I've referred to as a bootstraps theology. Mm-hmm pull yourself up by right. your bootstraps. Uh, or the common expression, then, that God helps those who <laughs> help themselves. Yeah. So that's maybe a, a part of the cultural reason, but I think there's a deeper just theological reason, and it goes back to <laughs> um, uh, to the beginning, to Genesis, mm-hmm. um, the lie of Satan that uh, that uh, we can uh, uh, become, become God. And since... Hmm. Man f- believes that lie, and and of course, in striving to to be God, uh, was separated from God. Then what does man do? He tries to clothe himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's screwed up royally, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, so tr- tries to fix it, and ends up you know sowing uh, for himself fig leaves that. That <laughs> his own righteousness that will not cover, um, and and man's been doing that uh, ever since. Mm-hmm. And so the scriptures, again and again, will uh, try to show the futility mm-hmm. of trying to save ourselves, trying to fix ourselves. So I think uh, connected with that, part of the reason why then we're prone to try to save ourselves, is there is an ignorance of God's righteousness, mm-hmm. His towering righteousness, which right. is why in Romans 10, Paul begins, because we'll be bent to, oh yeah, I can fix fix myself uh, if we, uh, unless we see the greatness of mm-hmm. God's righteousness, that it reaches to the heavens uh, so that we realize, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't climb the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, when when uh, when we are big and when when God is small in our eyes, we'll be big. We'll think we can do it. But when we see the greatness of God, we'll mm-hmm. recognize uh, that we can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dependence upon God. Yeah, I think that's like you said. The, the viewing the greatness of God. I mean, sometimes getting a view of God's holiness gets a bad rap because we want to think of God as loving and he is both. He's perfect in both of those things. But when we realize how great God is and how holy he is, we would just have to give up because it's pointless to try. And we'd just be like, well, I can't do this. And that would leave us with two options. Either we take someone else's righteousness or we just 
don't care and live however we want and and then suffer the eternal ramifications of that. So uh, when God brings us to faith, he does give us a towering view of God, God's righteousness, which is meant to lead us to Jesus. That's one of the, yes. the uses of the law that we learned about in Scripture. Yes. It leads us um, to to Jesus. But then, so a follow-up question I was thinking of then, even as I was just, just um, making that comment, where does that leave us then for holy living? Because in Scripture, we're, we're supposed to do good works. Yes. We're, we're not off the hook. And we're supposed to avoid shameful things. I mean, we talked about James last week, keeping yourself unspotted from the world. Yes. So how do you explain, explain holy living in regards to justification? That is really, really important uh, to wrestle with. The Scriptures give a lot of attention to it. Um, I quoted Keller, and I mm-hmm. think it's, it's um, spot on the way he explains um, God is concerned with uh, uh, with righteousness because it is good, and God loves us because He loves us. Uh, he's not satisfied with merely uh, saving us from the penalty of sin. He mm-hmm. also wants to save us from its power mm-hmm. and its corrupting impact uh, upon our our lives. And so, I think where uh, Paul says in Galatians five, after he's been hammering home justification by faith uh, alone, uh, he goes on to say, it is for freedom that Christ has set Mm -hmm. you free. So God doesn't free us from the penalty just so that we remain under its crushing and destructive power. No, he loves us too much. The gospel is too too great. It's too Mm -hmm. glorious. But here's here's what's key uh, um, and what separates, as we mentioned, the gospel from every other religion. Every other religion says, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. And the problem is you don't obey sufficiently, and so you're crushed, and so you either become arrogant, which of Mm -hmm. course is sin, (laughs) become proud, uh, which of course is sinful, or you despair, and so what's the point? You give up, versus the gospel says... I am accepted because of what Jesus has done, therefore I obey. Mm -hmm. The gospel itself actually gives you the inner power and motivation to want to obey. So to to begin to become whom uh, God made us to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, obedience is not the basis of our acceptance, but it's a result. It's a, a fruit and an evidence uh, that we mm-hmm. really have come uh, to see what God has done for us, and mm-hmm. uh, our hearts have been changed so that now, out of love and gratitude, uh, we want to walk in the freedom that Christ has purchased for us. Yeah, and then, and again, that's what you just described as Paul and James, the, the, the differences between the two. Um, we mentioned last week how... Um, the, the, they're talking about different things, and people like to pit them against each other. Right. Um, a friend of mine, um, he's a professor up at uh, up at Bethlehem, Chris Bruno. He just wrote a book uh, called Paul vs. James, and it's a provocative title, which right. I love. But in it, he explains that you have to understand what each one is saying. Yes. You know, and otherwise, you will end up pitting them against each other, and they're not. It's never the... The, the, our works aren't the grounds of our righteousness, but they are the, the product of our... Yes. Of the righteousness that... 
that God has worked in us. Yes. And to, and to see how those two go together, even in Paul, um, which actually there are several places in Paul that you could see that, but one of the clearest is in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, mm-hmm. where Paul mm-hmm. will say, by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It's not of works so that no one should boast. Oh, yes, there's justification by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ mm-hmm. alone. Then he goes on to say, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, mm-hmm. which exactly. God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we're not saved by good works, but for good works. Uh, we're saved by the finished work of Jesus, his perfect life, his death. Uh, and so, but... We're saved for good works because we're created in Christ Jesus. He's going to, because he has justified, uh, or because he has saved us, um, he is going to uh, not only save us in terms of our right relationship with God, but also in terms of conforming us to the image of Christ, which Mm -hmm. he's created us. Right, and that that was the point all along. I mean, I I love that you brought that up, because even in that small statement in in Ephesians 2, uh, before the foundation of the world, I mean, that takes us back to the the whole Genesis and before, (laughs) and and what God had had planned all along, uh, the good works that we get to walk in this very moment. It's all, not just the the adoption and the justification, but then the outflowing of that, the good works. God had that plan all along because he knew that he was going to make co-heirs with Jesus Christ, and looking like Jesus will become uh, or is the most satisfying thing for his creatures. Yes. Uh, It's a beautiful story. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to hear God's Word. We want the words of Christ to dwell in us richly. So as you listen, chew on these words, meditate on them, and thank God for the gift of His Word. And then we'll share a few thoughts from today's passage. Josiah, what are we going to hear today? Dave, uh, we're in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to listen to all of the blessings we have in Christ Jesus. Mm. So much going on in the world to make us fearful and ungrateful. We have so much to give God praise for. So let's hear Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things 
according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Awesome. What a beautiful Amen. passage, um, especially in light of all the horrible things going on in the world around us. It's yes. so wonderful to meditate on yes. the amazing things that God has done for us. So what are your thoughts from, from that passage today that you want to share? Yeah, a couple things, Dave, stand out to me. First is uh, God has blessed us with everything that we need to mm-hmm. know and enjoy Him for all eternity mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. So it, it, this passage shows what the triune God has done. He's mm-hmm. done it all from eternity past, if you will, to use the language of time, to eternity future. Mm-hmm. God the Father, uh, having uh, chosen and predestined us, so He planned salvation. God the Son, having accomplished salvation. Mm-hmm. And then God the Holy Spirit applying and mm. sealing salvation. God has covered everything from uh, eternity past to eternity future. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that means is, and the reason why Paul takes us into this is at the end of the day so that we see all the glory goes to God. You know, there's a phrase here that's mentioned at least three times. And when I first came to Christ Community, I preached from uh, Mm -hmm. Ephesians, Mm -hmm. and I'm kicking myself that I didn't (laughs) really drive this home. So don't be surprised. Get it right. Don't whiff. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This phrase is, to the praise of His glorious grace. Mm -hmm. When Paul takes... Uh, in what God has done, all the blessings, blessings upon blessing upon blessing that God has lavished mm-hmm. on us in Christ. In Greek here, this is just one sentence, and it's like mm-hmm. it's taken Paul's breath away, mm-hmm. and he's saying this is all to the praise of his glorious grace. There's nothing like, nothing so valuable, no, nothing mm-hmm. so grand, nothing so breathtaking like the glory of God's saving grace. Take it in. Mm -hmm. Stand in awe, in wonder. Whatever you're challenged with, whatever you're facing, God has blessed you with these blessings in Christ Jesus, and you have reason Mm. to glory in His matchless grace. Amen. If that becomes the North Star of our lives then come hell or high water, as they say, or come COVID-19, yes, um, we'll be fine. As we close, we want to pray for you. We want to be known as a praying church because we believe that God works through prayer. So, Josiah, why don't you go first, and then I'll close. Gladly. Let's pray. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. 
Lord, we recognize the most loving thing you could do for us is not to magnify our name, but to magnify your name, to magnify the glory of your grace, so that as we stand in awe of what you have done for us in Christ Jesus to save us, mm-hmm. we would be freed from the crushing weight of our own sin and uh, the burden to try to make ourselves acceptable to you and would be lifted up by the wonder of your grace as we are uh, trusting in you, Lord Jesus, uh, united to you, (laughs) yoked with you. You have performed perfect righteousness for us. And it is as we rest in your righteousness that we experience more and more growth in that personal righteousness as your Holy Spirit working in us. Love and joy and gratitude begin to conform us more to your image, Jesus. So we want to stand back in awe of the blessings of salvation that you have lavished upon us Mm. in Christ. Father, I pray for uh, many, those who are listening now, that we would come afresh to see and to savor your grace Mm. for us in Christ, and that you would be lifting burdens, uh, that you would be uh, filling us afresh with wonder, love, and praise that we that that uh, uh, you, oh God, would be bigger in our eyes than our problems. That you uh, would be uh, filling us uh, with hope and joy as we face the challenges that we have, and as we look back at past grace, we would be uh, emboldened and strengthened, looking to future grace. Mm. So we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I just want to continue in prayer, and I'm thinking about this word lavished in Ephesians 1 and how you lavish the riches of your grace on us and thinking back through the entire story that you've laid out for us in the Bible. And in Psalms, you daily load us with benefits and how you constantly provided for the children of Israel during the Exodus and in the pursuit of the promised land and always take care of your people. And so we think now as we face uncertain times with a virus and a society that's divided and all of the strange things that are going on, we just rejoice that you lavish your grace on us. And we ask that you would continue to do that, that you would keep us from sin, that you would keep us from divisions and uh, from uh, foolish disputes and all the other things that uh, we see in Scripture that are denounced because they distract us from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for that grace in our lives now, especially in our church. Um, As we begin to reopen and as we're having services on site, we just continue to ask for lavish grace uh, in our lives. And we know that that will focus in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ as we focus our eyes on Him. And so we just ask that you would do that work in our lives for some, uh, for the first time, for people that haven't yet looked to Jesus, yes, that they would Lord. see him as um, 
and perfect and beautiful and matchless. And for those of us that have come to Christ by your grace, we pray that you would do that again, that we would see Jesus in incredible ways and fall in love with him again, over and over again, because we know that that's what will bring satisfaction to our hearts. Father, we love you, and we know that we uh, don't believe you like we should, and so we ask that you would help our unbelief. We thank you for how you will do that, because you've promised to finish the work that you've begun. And we ask all this in the great name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.